This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by HempBombs.com. I love my CBD, and I love HempBombs.com. Try it today. Use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Got my cup of coffee. We got a boat going by. He's got his fishing rye. He's going to go for some bluefish, maybe some striped bass. He's searching for those bunker pods. He obviously doesn't see any or he would be a stopping. And with that, I say, what's up, everybody? Good morning, Vinny and J.R. Carter and Ryan Maticola. And I see Debbie has entered the room. And who else we got this morning? Lisa, what's up, Lisa Connor and Wayne Boo Atkins. Rich, what's up? Jesse Hill, my God. Charlie Lembo. These shout-outs are getting longer and longer every day. Jeff Condon, because I feel like I got to... Mention all the regulars I see pop up. Good morning. The beach was a buzz because there was a photo shoot going on out there. And I, uh, I go out there with my little doggy and my daughter, and we're throwing the ball around as they're kind of wrapping up the shoot. The girl was uh, extremely hot. She was in bikinis. She was in yoga pants. She was in yoga pants with a bikini top, changing outfits left and right. And she was changing outfits right on the beach. And boy, did most of us notice that. We all got our binoculars. I got a, oh, man, I don't know. I'm looking down the beach. I'm taking a risk here, but I got a, I got a, a older friend, and he'll text me, <laughs> and he'll go right in front of your house. She's giving him a blowjob. <laughs> My older friend is on his binoculars. He checks out action, and then he, you know, he shares the wealth. But there's a lot of people because this is a, a, a private beach. They uh, they they come here and they assume that the houses aren't really looking and they set up shop. They wait for everybody to leave the beach. The other people, uh, not that there's a lot of uh, people on this beach, and then they try to get a little action in. But we all know what's going on. We're not stupid because no one's still laying on a towel as as the the sun is pretty much out of the sky. So we know we know the hanger-ons are uh you know wanting to get a little action done before they go home. So uh there you go. But anyway, yesterday photo shoots happening, the video shoots happening. We're all wondering who it is. I go out there with my uh my my puppy and my daughter and we're throwing the tennis ball around so i i make some uh small talk i go wow you guys had great weather for this and they're like oh my god it's just perfect it's just perfect i'm like what are you shooting and uh this lady goes oh um it's my daughter she's a influencer i'm like oh really and she goes yeah she has like 40 million followers and i'm like oh really who is it and it's that girl, uh, her first name is Jen. She's got the butt. She's known for her butt. So she was uh, she was out here, like, you know, doing her butt videos, basically. She poses and makes sure everyone gets a nice look at her hiney. And then I went on her Instagram after the fact, and, yeah, she's got 14 million 
followers on Jen Selter. Thank you. Yeah, she's fucking really famous, actually. And she came up to me. I go, who are you? Because I didn't really recognize her without the filters and stuff. Not that she's uh, not a good-looking girl. She goes, oh, I'm uh, Jen Selter. Selter? Yeah. I go, oh, I know you. And then she played with my dog. And then they start taking pictures of my dog going, oh, my God, this dog could be the cutest dog I've ever seen. And I go, well, if you Instagram a picture of my dog, you better tag Opie Radio. Because that could be a, a sweet hit for the kid. But they were really, really nice. That was uh, the big news yesterday on the beach. My God. You know, it's a very, very quiet area. So uh, we don't get stuff like that on a regular basis. Where's the, the 69 dog? Uh, they, were, uh, they were beating the shit out of each other yesterday. My dog and my friend's dog, they, uh, they run up and down this beach. They're really into each other. One's a female one's a, and mine's a male. And uh, they start 69ing. And it's awkward for everybody on the beach watching this damn thing. And we just laugh and laugh and laugh. And my little puppy already has uh, little red rockets happening. Uh, I think it's too early for him to start humping everything with his little red rocket, right? He's only four months old. But he's got the little red rocket, and he's learning how to use it quickly. My goodness. He's going to say, fuck the tennis ball soon. That's what happens, right? Just like humans. We have all those hobbies growing up, riding our bike, collecting baseball cards, playing Dungeons and Dragons. And then all of a sudden we get that funny feeling in our loins. And guess what? We throw all that shit in the dumpster. And then we spend the rest of our lives chasing it, right? Chasing that urge. Just imagine all the things you would have accomplished if you didn't have to chase that urge. Well, my doggy's quickly going from, fuck you and your stupid tennis ball. I want a 69, that dog right there. See you later. And then me and my friend, we're fishing and, uh, and we're watching the dogs wrestle and stuff. And then these two dogs, these two giant nasty dogs uh, come wandering up to us. They sniff my dog. He's still a puppy. He's 34 pounds, but he's only three, four months old. So he gets scared right away because these two dogs were very aggressive. And uh, he hides behind me. And then these two dogs proceed to pee all over my fishing chair, my bait, and everything else that we had around uh, our area, including some Sam Adams Jacko beers. And the one dog peed first, and then the second one's like, oh, we're peeing? Okay. And then he peed all over my stuff. And he left my friend's uh, fishing stuff alone and his chair alone. <laughs> and then they just and then they're like that's what we do now and then they just walk off like like no big fucking deal and, and everyone's laughing at me they're pointing and laughing at me Ugh on that brian bernard yeah and then the lady uh you know whose dogs it was she didn't give two fucks she just calls them and i'm looking at her like hey, is anyone gonna help me clean up all this fucking urine it's all over my stuff okay then all right so that was uh, the big news yesterday, you know, the dogs running around like crazy, uh, us not really catching much of anything except for the damn sea robins, and uh, we got two bully dogs peeing all over my stuff, no one else's stuff, just my stuff. That was the big news here on the beach yesterday. Oh, it's just, there's always something going on here. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we watched the octopus movie um, last night on Netflix, and it was fantastic. What is it called? Uh, uh, My Teacher, the Octopus, or something like this? 
something like that. You got a guy, he was a filmmaker or whatever, and I don't know, it seemed like he had a weird fucking nervous breakdown or something and needed some time, and he started uh, snorkeling in this uh, very rough area that has like a kelp forest, and he decided to uh, start just kind of diving, um, holding his breath really. He wasn't using a tank, and I wish in the movie they told us how long he could hold his breath because it seemed like he could go under the water for a long fucking time. My octopus teacher, thank you, stranger down the beach. So he goes in and he's, you know, diving around and stuff and snorkeling and he's checking out the kelp forest and this and that and all the creatures down there and he comes upon an octopus and the octopus teaches him about life. (laughs) Teaches him uh, some very valuable life lessons. And then he decided that he was going to go to the same area for close to a year straight, almost every day, and he studied the life of this octopus. And and uh, it's a fantastic little documentary, man. I loved it. I really liked it a lot. My daughter liked it a lot. And uh, I don't want to give everything away, but it was really good. It was filmed very well. His narration was very good, talking about all the different dives and everything that was happening. And there's some... There's some uh, there's some shit that goes down. Let's just put it that way. You got sharks in the area and all sorts of other stuff. And uh, he filmed the octopus beautifully and showed the octopus doing some very very unusual things. They're highly intelligent. These uh, these octopi. I think they're called octopi when there's more than one. But they're highly intelligent. Brian Parnas says what holds them back is their short lifespan. Just when. They really start to learn things. They uh, their life is over. Yeah, I know. I I didn't even know that until very recently that the the octopus um, most breeds of octopus they barely live a year, a year to eighteen months, right? And then maybe I think there's a few that maybe get squeeze out a couple of years to maybe tops five years, but that's it. So that's what is so creepy about the octopus because they are highly intelligent and they got to get that intelligence very, very quickly. And within a little over a year, they're done, man. And they and the, and the, uh, the mother octopus, I, I learned this, that at the end of their life, they mate and then they use all uh, the octopus uses all its energy to give birth to, uh, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of uh, mini uh, octopi. I don't know. Are they? How are they born? They're not. They're not live births, right? They're. They're probably eggs. <laughs> I just. I just watched this movie and I don't have the details. Oh God, where's my marine biologist when I need him? Uh, anyway, the movie was um, really, really good. Oh, and then yeah, then the female octopus after it gives birth, it pretty much has no more energy left, and uh, that's pretty much the end of its uh, life. Dog and coffee, Michael McHale says. That's right. So, uh, how's everybody uh, doing? We're uh, once again doing what we usually do and just chill. Probably do a beach fire. Definitely do some fishing. Definitely make sure the kids are all set up with their schooling today. Uh, We got to bring the dog in to get a little checkup and more shots. And to check on his leg that was slammed in the uh, heavy sliding glass door two days ago. But he he looks like he's 100%, but I'm no vet. I'm sure the vet will go, well, let's be safe. Let's take some x-rays. Let's do some exploratory surgery. What? No. Give me my dog. You're not doing that. No. He's running around the beach fine. 
We're not playing the to be safe game for $2,000. We're not doing that. Oh, Rachel's going to the fall festival. Why the hell would you risk uh, the coronavirus to get some uh, fresh apple cider? Why would you do that? Stupid fall festivals. I went apple picking a couple years ago. Like, oh, this this uh, this is gonna be a fun family activity, and you're thinking you're gonna be uh, way in the in the mountains, you know, in nature, trying to search out some apple trees. That some farm goes, yeah. If you walk up that hill a uh, quarter mile and past the little stream, there's a nice patch of apple trees. You can pick whatever apples you want. Pay us on your way out. The reality is. On the North Fork of Long Island, you got all these farms on the side of the road with just, just I don't know, an apple orchard that they planted. And they're like, uh, yeah, you know, the apples are down, uh, down there next to the highway. And you go and it's just rows and rows of trees with no apples left. So all the, uh, the farmers, and certainly I'm one of the farmers... We uh, we want to get our money's worth, so we're all on our hands and knees uh, uh, picking through rotting dead apples that fell off the trees to get our uh, our apples. So have fun with the uh, the fall festival, uh, Rachel. Uh, my Greek brother-in-law couldn't grasp apple picking. He said, "Wait, you pay people to pick their own apples? We have immigrants that do that." You're so right. <laughs> We went, uh, we went uh, strawberry picking and raspberry picking a couple of years ago, uh, maybe two uh, springs ago. We felt so bad. And once again, uh, the strawberry fields were picked clean. And as all these farmers, I call them farmers, you know, they're, they're city folk that come out and say, you know, let's, uh, let's, uh, live in, let's uh, spend the day in the country and do all these fun activities. So they picked the strawberry fields uh, clean. There was nothing left except sh- uh, sh- uh, rotting strawberries, squished strawberries. And uh, we, w- we go back to the farm stand and they go, well, if you go way past that tiny little red barn in the distance, there's a few uh, strawberry patches that no one has touched. And the reason why they didn't touch them was because uh, the walk was too far for the farmers. And I mean farmers meaning city folk. I don't want you to confuse the two. So we go out there to get our uh, little basket of strawberries, and we're not even getting the good ones. And then we look to our right, and in a in a in a adjacent field was the migrant workers. And I'm like, oh my god, we're doing this as a fun family activity, and they're doing it to feed their goddamn families. We felt so bad. We felt so bad. Like this is not right. And then we bring our uh, strawberries back, and you got to pay by the the weight of the basket. And as, uh, as they're weighing our baskets, and we just have shitty strawberries, they're not fully red, and they're, they're deformed. Some of them were rotting, but we're thinking, ah, we'll cut off the rotting part. And right next to us is a bushel of strawberries that are perfect that the migrant workers picked. And I'm like, why don't we just throw our strawberries away and just, and, and just uh, buy the, the really nice ones that are just sitting on the table? That's cultural appropriation. Oh, my God, Jonathan Fah. Cultural appropriation was something that wasn't even around when I was growing up. These, uh, these youngsters today are inventing all sorts of words and terms, telling us uh, how we lived wrong. And this is how you should live. 
But uh, in Michigan, they have immigrants down the road to harvest the apples. You could hear them sing work songs. Kind of uncomfortable, actually. That's what I'm saying. We felt uncomfortable. You talk about privilege, and I love how a lot of us like ignore that we uh, we have privilege. But there's privilege for you right there, where we're going to a field to pick some strawberries as a fun family activity, and you got people in the adjacent fields doing it because uh, it's a matter of life and death. That would be a form of privilege, not to get a little, uh, not to get too preachy this morning. Cody Zone, will you stop? Cody, I love you. And I'm begging you, you don't have to give me uh, stars. He just gave me 115 stars. The guy just got married. Cody, between us, there's not a lot of people in here. How much money did you make in the envelopes? Because I'm not going to lie to you. I got married in uh, Philly. Uh, Ritz Carlton, we did it up big fucking time. And uh, there were a lot of moments during my uh, wedding for sure. First time I saw my wife at the church. We got married at the uh, the church from the movie Sixth Sense, which I thought was fucking awesome. So uh, the moment I saw my wife at the back of the church was certainly a moment. The um, coming in uh, to the reception was a moment. Our first uh, dance was absolutely a moment. What's up, Vinny, with the 50 stars? I'm going to check the leaderboard, by the way. You want me to give the stats on the uh, the leaderboard tomorrow for the stars? I could do that. I could do that. Uh, but we're up to $5.65 for um, live streaming today. So then, you know, the first dance was obviously a moment, and, and, and entering the reception was a moment. I got to put this moment on there, and the people that are married understand this. Back up in our suite, dumping out the envelopes on the bed and opening them up. Oh, my God. That was a moment. Wowee. And you end up judging a lot of people, don't you, Cody Zone? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But that was a moment. Just having, I don't know. In our case, I don't know. We had a huge wedding. Well over 100 envelopes. Just opening them up. And I'm like, my God, this is awesome. Eight thou in the envelopes, Cody? And you only gave me 115 stars, you cheap son of... No, I'm just kidding. 8,000, 8 grand, that's nice. Don't report that shit. That's yours, Cody. Don't report that shit, okay? That's yours. Does the government get a taste of your envelope money? Does anybody know? Those sons of bitches? That money's yours, Cody Zone. You hear me? Oh, that's right. Thank you, Sheila. No, she's right. Uh, 10,000 or less is... uh, is a gift. Okay, good. They don't get their taste. As long as it's under 10000 I guess, right? If it's over 10000 oh boy, do they come sniffing around. Sniffing around. 15000 per person, not ten. Oh, it's uh, Dennis. Looks like we got a, a tax person in the room. Dennis uh, Bissell. It's 15000 per person, not ten. All right, a lot of people saying uh, 15000 That's nice, right? Yeah, that's free money when you get married. You're like, holy fuck. This is awesome. (laughs) All right, Patricia, I was trying to be nice, but let's get into it a little bit. (laughs) I love the honesty. Patricia Lanzetta Schlosser, I I believe. Definitely you judge when you see your envelopes after your wedding. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. 
All right, we're just getting started, but I got to talk about HempBombs.com. I love my CBD, and I love HempBombs.com. Try it today, man. Use the promo code OPIE at checkout to save 30% off your first order. I'll tell you why I love these guys. They came up with a sleep aid with melatonin in it, CBD gummies, real nice, mellows you out, and you get a great night's sleep. 750 milligrams in the bottle. 15 milligrams per gummy. They also sent me the, uh, what else did they send me? Oh, the CBD pain freeze for my lower back because I got those two herniated discs. I put that on after I work out. They got me a lip balm. They got me dog biscuits. They got me uh, a hand and body lotion, of course, all with CBD. They recently revamped their gummies, oils, and a few other products to now have more of the CBD per product without increasing the price. That's real nice. This also means they have the best price per milligram of CBD in the industry. They're a CBD company that manages their entire supply chain from seed to sale. They got some strong stuff, real nice, 30-day money-back guarantee, large product assortment to help the customer find a product that works best for them and for all uses of CBD. And they only gave me a few of their products, but I'm telling you, the melatonin sleep aid with CBD, really, really nice, really happy with that. Go to hempbombs.com today. Try it for yourself. See what else they got. Use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E at checkout to save 30% off your first order. And welcome aboard to hempbombs.com. Uh, Opie, even though you're enemies with Howard, would you miss him if he died? Jose Rodriguez. Well, first of all, that's terrible karma. I don't want anyone to die. I don't like Howard. I think he's a narcissist. I think he really pulled some major bullshit behind the scenes. He's the reason I absolutely am not at um, SiriusXM anymore. There's no doubt in my mind because uh, you listen for, uh, for yourself how great that show was I was building in the afternoon with Carl and Sherrod and Vic and Chris Stefano and Voss was part of it and Judy Gold and Doug Benson, uh, Theo Vaughn and Pete Davidson was rolling through on a regular basis. I, they didn't let me go because the show sucked. There was, they let me go because of major fucking politics. And with that said, I wouldn't be bummed at all because I don't know the guy. I don't know him personally. So if I if I woke up one day and there was a headline that he died, I, it would be I would have indifference. I would have indifference, just like you know uh, most people that you sort of heard about or slightly know but indirectly and you find out they die you're it's just indifference what's up jeff fed oh jeff what's up how are you buddy good to see you man who who oh you know what max and uh, yeah uh, we've been watching america's got talent since my kid was born he's 10 now my daughter's 8 so we've been watching for 10 years I had a fucking tap out when Howard Stern was uh, was a judge, and I tried, and I'm like, oh my god, this he st- he was so bad. Howard was so bad at it. Who am I to say? I did I've never got a big TV break like that, but he sucked as a judge on America's Got Talent. He was terrible. That's why he calls himself the king of all media, because no one else is buying into that horse shit. He had a year, maybe two years, where he was sort of the king of all media. When he put out a book, he had a TV show, and he had a massively huge radio show. So he decided to call himself the king of all media. And to this day, he likes 
people to refer to him as the king of all media. He, he's, he's not the king of all media. He blew it on America's Got Talent. And, and he made them, like, uh, change the whole show around where they had uh, a lot of the, the show tapings in New York. You got to go, Cody Zone? All right, brother. Once again, thank you for the stars, Cody. You didn't have to do that. I appreciate it. But when I get back to Western New York, whenever that's going to be, we will definitely uh, meet up for the first time, and I will, uh, I will take care of you, my brother. Because you have been a soldier for me. And I, uh, I don't forget about people like that, ever. Becky just threw me 100 stars. Thank you, Becky. Um, I threw a little stars goal for the beer fund. We matched that. We got over $100 in the beer fund now. And now I think I might do another stars goal for some flex seal and duct tape because this weather is a changing. Thank you, Vinny. For, uh, another 50. Jesus, Vinny, thank you. Uh, now we're up to 765 stars. That's $7.65 going into the beer fund. And uh, that, it's over $100. But I'm going to start another um, star goal for the flex seal and the duct tape because this weather is going to be changing quickly now. And we're going to have to duct tape the phone to the window to keep these things going. And people are like, oh, that's funny, Ope. Ha ha. You're not actually doing that, are you? I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> What's up, Sarah? How about those bills? Yeah, kids, Sarah in Buffalo. I think uh, the number one team I'm following this uh, this year is absolutely uh, the Bills, and you guys got a quarterback, Josh Allen. My God, man. Now the Bills are cursed? <laughs> I don't know about that, man. <laughs> Cam Newton, I think you guys in uh, Boston, I don't know why it's not the Boston Patriots, that New England Patriots thing always drove me nuts. I know, I mean, uh, the people from New Hampshire and Vermont and Connecticut, they're going to still support the Patriots if they were called the Boston Patriots. But anyway, um, I think you guys got a better quarterback than Tampa Bay. I think, uh, I think Cam Newton is a, a massive upgrade for the Patriots guy is so mobile the rest of the team doesn't even know what the fuck to do they're like holy shit our quarterback runs what do we do we don't know what to do <laughs> we don't know what to do wait he's running again oh my god I, I i guess i should start blocking for this guy because that team was so used to just protecting brady in the pocket and then he would lumber for five seven yards every once in a while but now they're the whole team's like, what the fuck is going on? Our quarterback can run. Our quarterback is mobile. I think I, I think I, I, I got to keep pushing for the Patriots. I thought uh, my love for the Patriots would go away with the whole Tom Brady era uh, leaving us. But I don't know. Now Cam Newton is making that team exciting. I think I got to keep pushing for them. And Gronk just looks old, huh? What the fuck? Gronk looks really old. But he was trying to tell everybody that. He's, remember two years ago? I'm beat up. I got to retire. And then Tom Brady had pretty much convinced him to come back. And Brady's looking look, Brady's looking 43, man. I know he eats his avocado ice cream, but uh, he's looking all of 43 right now. What about the New York looters? They're having a good season. <laughs> We've, we've talked about this on the live stream. Uh, my neighborhood, 
I live on the Upper West Side. Officially, I still have residency there, even though we really haven't been there in six months. I just got a really nice apartment just rotting at this point. Uh, and there's a Twitter account, Save the Upper West Side. Uh, I don't know the exact uh, account name, but it's something like that. And they got a Facebook page and a blog, and they're keeping track of all the horse shit. In my neighborhood alone, in the last week, you had a guy openly jerking off at a subway ticket booth, in front of the subway ticket booth. You had a guy that basically said, fuck this, and threw something on the trains derailing a subway. Or was that more downtown? Uh, my, my fellow New Yorkers have to help me out with that one. And then uh, they're pretty much uh, robbing drugstores at this point. Um, one, there was a Dwayne Reed, I think next to a Trader Joe's on the Upper West Side, and a guy, broad daylight, is just in there taking whatever the fuck he wants. And then people... We're letting them uh, go because on the Upper West Side, uh, yeah, you know, we're not we're not that tough. We like to think we're tough, but we're not that tough. As soon as we see action like that, we uh, we go the other way. And uh, maybe a couple people were thinking about doing something, and this guy just starts yelling and screaming. This is this is during the day in in a neighborhood that was one of the nicest neighborhoods in New York City. He goes, "I'll fucking shoot all of you." And everyone's like, okay, sir, okay, okay, right this way, sir, right this way. And, and he got away with a robbery. And then there was one on, um, I think, uh, I want to say like 94th Street, another another drugstore. Um, or are they called pharmacies? When I was growing up, they were called drugstores because that's what they are. The legal drug trade, way worse than the illegal drug trade. Let's fancy up the name a little bit. Let's call it a pharmacy. Really? Hi, deer. I don't know if it's going to run by the camera. It might. There's two deer. Oh, no. There's a dog chasing a deer. We got some action. Uh, oh, no. I'm, I can't get the camera in time. This fucking dog just chased down a deer. And now the dog is like, where the hell did it go? Hey, stupid dog. The deer's way faster than you. You might see the dog now. at the. This isn't my dog, by the way. Can you see him running across the screen? I'm not... Ha- I'm not sure how zoomed in it I am, but he's running all over the place trying to find this deer. And uh, the deer said, fuck you, and jumped over like a seven-foot bush, and it's gone. I didn't even have time to move the camera so I could show you guys the action. A lot of deer out here. A lot of deer. Uh, I think they're going to allow the hunters to, you know, know, control the population. You know what population really needs controlled? Are you kidding me? I'll just say that. But we think we're doing right by this planet by controlling the population of every everything else that lives on this goddamn earth. That dog will be tick-ridden. You got that right, uh, Brian Parnas. I lucked out with ticks this year. I don't know if I told you the tick story, but I was driving down the road and I felt like a little tickle on the back of my neck. And uh, so I, I, you know, I I took my left hand to see what the hell was on my neck or, you know, I felt like maybe I got bit by a a mosquito and there was a tick crawling up my neck and just, just attached itself to the back of my neck. And I pulled this thing off my neck. It was in my hand and I was so fucking creeped out. And it takes a lot to creep me out. I laugh at most stuff. I laugh at diarrhea. I laugh at dog poo. 
I laugh at puke. No problem. When my kids were having their accidents when they were growing up, I just, I took whatever needed a washing and, and, and took it to a sink and just washed that shit out without wearing gloves. Puke on sheets, no problem for the kid. But when it came to a tick, oh my God. I freaked the fuck out so bad. I thought I was going to uh, crash the car. I couldn't control myself. It's something with ticks. I guess because of that Lyme disease. And then we had a couple more ticks this uh, this summer on clothes and stuff. But so far, so good. Oh, uh, you like the, the word worst? Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, man. I'm, the, the kids would puke on the, on the sheets in the middle of the night. And my, my wife can't handle that. Uh, as much a lot of people can't handle that as much and I would just take the sheet into the bathroom and I would just get dig in with my hands and wash out all the puke before we threw it in the washing machine no problem you're gonna binge watch ONA on YouTube all right it's amazing every day I get uh, people that are just new fans one guy's like one guy actually wrote I'm paraphrasing but basically said I just discovered you guys. I wish I was born sooner so I could live through this. You guys did amazing, funny radio. And the guy's mad that he wasn't born sooner because of a radio show. I'm like, wow. I guess Trump's not going to leave. That'll be very interesting when that... Uh, if Well, I mean, if he loses the election, I, I have a feeling that... I don't know. At this point, I don't, I don't feel like... Um, Biden has this thing, but Trump's basically uh, setting it up like, look, man, I ain't leaving. <laughs> That's how 2020 is. <laughs> With the president of the United States of America losing the election and, and he saying, and he says it's not fair and he's not leaving. And then what do we do? We drag him out of the White House? Oh my God, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. But everyone on the left is so mad right now because they're like, he's, he's, he's saying he's not leaving. Yeah, he's got to leave. This is America. And Trump's like, yeah, you get rid of those ballots. Then, I'll, then I think the election's fair and then maybe I'll leave. Oh, my God. This is where, this is where I confuse people because I'm, uh, I'm not a Trumper. I'm not a Trump supporter. But, man, does he make me laugh a lot. I don't think he's a great president. I think uh, a lot more people are dead from the coronavirus because of uh, how he handled it. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll shut up. But the other side of it, stuff like yesterday just makes me laugh my ass off. Oh, my God. Brian Parnas, I'll say it for you. Trump 2020. Okay. I'm going to get coffee, get the kids uh, online, and I uh, got to make sure the dog's okay. It just puked up uh, the morning food, so I think he's all right. I don't think he ate anything. It's a nightmare walking this dog on this beach. He just tries to eat every fucking thing. Oh, did I tell you? Okay, really fast. So I'm walking the, you know, the puppy. And yeah, you forget that even dogs are just wild animals. You, you like to think that they're a little closer to humans and have some couth. So I'm walking the beach with the puppy, and uh, he likes to rub on the sand and stuff, you know? And he's so happy to be out there in the fresh air. So he's rubbing in like kind of a seaweed patch, which he likes to do. And I'm like, oh, look at the dog being a puppy. This is so adorable and cute, you know? He wants to play and he's just so happy to be out here. 
I walk closer to him to see that he's rubbing his body all against a dead seagull. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Even puppies love the smell of death. What the fuck, man? (sighs) No, it was a dead seagull, Rachel. Dead seagull and really dead. And I'm like, this is so fucking gross. I thought we domesticated dogs a long time ago. I, I guess we have a little ways to go with that shit, huh? Yeah, oof, Tracy. All right, guys. Hey, man, for for real, thanks for the support. Um, really, really means a lot. It's made uh, this, this last year uh, tolerable. It's been really, really, uh, really strange year to try to continue... Um, I just call it all broadcasting, whether it's on the radio, whether it's on a Facebook Live or a YouTube Live or an Instagram or a podcast. To me, it's all just broadcasting. And I don't know, man. I don't know if I would have continued if I didn't find these uh, these live streams to just kind of feel like uh, I got people uh, that support me and, uh, and do this with me. I, I feel like we have a really fun little uh, easy group, and uh, it means more to me than you probably realize, okay? Because... Uh, I'm not necessarily doing this for the the money or the fame anymore. It's just in my it's just in my gut to do this, and I'm so happy that uh, I found a way I could continue to do this after Carl's passing. So I want to thank you for that. All right, guys, enjoy the day. All right, Ruizing for life. Pinkies up, bitches. Boo, 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 boo. boo. <laughs> <laughs>